Hey, this is Nick DiMatteo from Music Is Not A Genre. I just wanted to take a minute to talk to you about the service I use to record and distribute my podcasts. If you haven't heard about Anchor, let me tell you from experience, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Here's why. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So please take a moment out. If you are planning to create, record, and distribute podcasts, take a look at Anchor. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everyone, I'm Nick DiMatteo and welcome to week 206 and video episode number 32 of Music Is Not A Genre. I don't have hand signals for the new name yet. Uh, yes, there is a new name. Uh, if you tuned in last week, you heard me saying that the Thursday throwback track is not going to be called that any longer because it wasn't specific enough to what it was I, I am doing, what it has evolved into over the last four plus years. And Music Is Not A Genre better encapsulates not just this podcast, but everything that I am doing uh, on YouTube and in my career in general. And this week is no exception. It's actually kind of awesome how it ties in. So every week, as you know, uh, I take a release from my collection. I discuss it. I give my take on it. I throw in some things that connect other things. And I talk about how it's influenced my music as well. Um, this week, the title of this one is Who the Fuck is Zeitmal? Uh, so... If you tuned in a couple of weeks ago, you uh, heard me talk about two um, mix albums, uh, which were the kinds of things that people still do, but back then they did it all on vinyl. Uh, and on cassette too, but mostly uh, the, the, the series people did it on vinyl. I didn't know where they came from. And did some you know research and everything and kind of found out some information. This week, uh, completely different kind of music, but... It's, it's the same vein, which is, I couldn't remember much about this particular album here, which is called uh, First Impressions of My Idiosyncrasies, and you have to look closely at the, at the title there to see how it is, uh, yeah, it's spelled differently and stuff like that, um, other than some vague memory of how I got it. And so I had to really do some research and look it up and it was fun. And it was fun also to re-listen to it, but I'll, you know, I, I, I will get to that. So, um, one thing I talk about a lot, um, is, is memory and how we tend to rewrite things. Um, I think I talked about that a lot last week and, you know, uh, this week it has, uh, to do with, realizing that not only do you not remember what you thought you did, you also don't know as much as you think you do. In fact, the more you learn, you, you, I realize the less that, uh, that you actually know about the world. There's just too, too much. Uh, you never know as much as you want to know if you're that kind of person. Uh, but searching and finding information is, uh, is that, you know, that's what makes it so fun because, you know, you're kind of adding little, little, little tidbits to the things, uh, to the things that you don't know and filling in the blanks. Um, this is a band, again, uh, like I said, Zeitmal. Um, they are actually online, they or he. Uh, and what, what I found out is this. Well, first, let me tell you about how I got this album. So this album is from 1992. And back then, 
Um, I was just getting started and th thinking about a career professionally. I had just released my own EP and I was shopping it around to record labels and stuff like that. And um, I had friends who were also equally into music, whether or not they were musicians. And one of them, if I'm remembering correctly, and like I said, probably not, uh, took me to, I want to say, an album release party, perhaps. And uh, it was at a giant house, and I'm going to say it was in the Philadelphia suburbs, although it could have been in the Philly suburbs in New Jersey, I'm not sure, which is where I'm from originally. And um, I don't know how this friend knew this guy, but he knew him somehow. I think they were close in age, something like that, uh, from the Philly area. And, and so he took me to this party where they were giving away... Uh, their new album, which I'm pretty sure this was the first album that this site mall ever ever released, is from what I can find online anyway. And I remember the house being freaking huge and the studio, the recording studio being better than some of the professional studios that I'd been in up until then and, and subsequent to that. And I remember that the guy was... He was uh, he was chill. He was very unassuming, very kind of eager to share his music, but he seemed like a pretty, you know... A pretty okay guy. I don't remember doing a lot of talking. I remember doing some talking. But I remember something um, very uh, specific about that night that has to do with how it, you know, kind of pushed me forward. And that is that I realized that this dude was super into techno, super into uh, electronic music, let's say. And I was into it. I had been a DJ for years before then, and, and it was um, still stuff that I worked on at home because I didn't have a band at the time and things like that. But it made me realize I was not into it nearly as much as he was in terms of the, the act of creating it at the time. And shortly after that, and shortly after that first uh, EP that I put out, I started to slowly morph into wanting more live instruments, to getting put, getting together with bands. I joined actually two bands that year, one of which uh, went on to do a bunch of different things and albums and performances and stuff like that. Uh, I put I eventually put my own bands together and I recorded you know music from then on as a full band for many many of my releases after that uh, until. Uh, maybe 15 years later, my music then started to morph back into having some electronic elements. And when band members started to go their separate ways, I started to just also coincidentally get reinterested in electronic music again. So then the music post still had elements of live instruments and everything, but had the electronic too. And it kind of melded everything that I'm about into, you know, into one. But I remember this particular party and this music um, telling me, no, nah, this is not where you want to go right now. And uh, which is kind of cool in and of itself. Um, it's that, you know, it creates that connection to something I wouldn't otherwise have a connection to other than I was there, I met the guy, I got the album. Um, also that we were both from Philly or from, you know, I was born in Philly and um, he's from the Philly area. I don't know where he is now, which, by the way, the he I'm talking about is this person who calls himself Shock, S-H-O-K. I couldn't find a real name for, for him, I, I, um, but, uh, you know, it was enough to get me to see that he's on Spotify, he's on YouTube, he's on Facebook. I friended him on Facebook just to see if I could get more information, honestly, and just say hello and stuff like that. But it's it's interesting 
the connection that I could find um, based on scant information it was more than I remember it being, faulty memory. And uh, I've been doing that a lot more lately, kind of looking back and reaching back to people I've worked with and seeing what's going on with them and kind of checking out their connections and stuff like that. And honestly, it's really cool. Um, that's me digressing. So I haven't, well, here's something I haven't done much of, which is actually talk about the music that, uh, you know, we're talking about this week. And if you notice from last week, I'm not playing music anymore during my podcasts. Um, I like the idea. I thought it worked fairly well, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in the process of expanding what I'm doing here and kind of bringing these podcasts to people in other ways. And one of those ways is audio only. It makes it a lot harder to do that when there's music in the background. I put a link up as always to both, um, information on this album. It's not online, so you can't hear it, unfortunately. And to uh, uh, and a song of mine from around that same time that had a techno, you know, influence. It was techno. Um, but that's it as far as being able to hear. But I would recommend looking up Shock, S-H-O-K. I would, I would put Shock and Zeitmal in the search because otherwise you're going to come up with a visual artist from Britain named Shock, I believe. And you're not going to want that one. Um, but yeah, so anyway, I haven't talked about the actual music. Um, and that was partly because I hadn't listened to it again until today. I think it'd been that long since I listened to it, you know, almost three freaking decades. And I gotta say, I really liked it. You know, it, it had the it had what it said online was, I think, electro industrial goth techno or something like that, something like that. And it did have all those elements. It has it has the goth and the techno. It has some a little bit of rock and kind of funk in there, pop, uh, some pop melodies. It's got an industrial feel with some glitchiness and samples and stuff like that. It even has some hip hop, and you know what I, you know me well enough to know, hopefully by now, that I like things that mesh things together because that just further proves that you know genres and labels are bullshit. Right. So this is one of those things where I was like, oh, this is not just straight up one thing. And that's really cool to me. And, you know, uh, even the lyrics there were, were diverse. There's some social commentary, there's some relationship stuff. You got a little bit of expression of anger and psychology and all, all that. And, and 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 what it sounded to me like was Philly. Uh, and you may not know that much about music from Philly other than maybe some doo-wop, some hip-hop, some Philly soul, some things like that. Uh, there are some bands that have been popular throughout the you know decades that came from Philly or the area. Pink herself is from that area. People like that. Joan Jett's actually from not too far from there. I believe Ardmore, Pennsylvania. And, um, uh, you know, all that said, what Philly always was to me was this kind of uh, melting pot of music, you know, it's, it's, um, it, 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 people there love music and they love music in a way that to me is almost less, I would say, discriminatory than the music fans that I know from other areas. And honestly, including New York city, there's a lot of diversity in New York city. But there's a lot of, I, I think, uh, kind of almost snootiness about the kind of music you listen to. And it's not to say that wasn't there in Philly, too. But 
but you can, you know, I don't know, maybe talk to other people in Philly and see if I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm telling it like it is. But my experience and the experience of a lot of people I know was that you never just listened to one kind of music. You didn't absorb one kind of music. And so then what came out always had some kind of a mesh of things. I am even thinking of bands now that had like a mesh of rock and techno and things like that. Um, and if you've listened to my music, you can hear that my influences are all over the place. And uh, that's for a good reason, you know. So it was kind of cool to hear this and realize that whatever differences we might have in our interests and how we developed and our sound and stuff like that, that he also came from a place that had that kind of uh, willing diversity, I would say, the willingness to really expose yourself to a lot of things and to put them all together. And that's what he did. We would put them all together and listen to some of his work more recently. Same kind of thing. It's a real mishmash, but in a very, very good way. Um, so that's, you know, that's kind of cool. And if you, if you want to hear an example of what I'm talking about of mine from that same period, click the link, um, uh, you know, in the text there. It goes to a song called Reflections, which was the sort of title track and sort of single from the EP that I released, which was really primarily meant for industry, although I did perform it here and there, including a performance with John Whitehead from McFadden and Whitehead of this song. Uh, and you can hear that it's techno, it's dance, it's got some rock, it's pop, it's all that. Doesn't sound really much of anything like Zeitmal or Shock, but it, uh, you know, it has that same kind of uh, mishmash influence to it. And it was, like I said, one of the last uh, techno things that I did uh, straight up for many, many, many years. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed this trip down memory lane with me. It's been very elucidating. Uh, I, 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 I like to mix it up even in how I do podcasts or what I talk about and, and, and not just in the subjects themselves. And uh, sometimes these things are kind of rapid fire. I've got a lot to say, etc. And sometimes I've just, uh, whatever comes to mind and that's what's happening. So yes, as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Thank you for reading the text below. Thank you for clicking on the links, especially the link at the bottom way at the bottom. And thank you for uh, subscribing. Please do subscribe. If you have not subscribed, it's the best way to know when I'm releasing, you know, new music, new podcasts, new anything, new live performances. And uh, if you have are of a mind to share or anything like that, do that too. Uh, I will be off next week. It's gonna, I have a little fun vacation plan. So I will see you again uh, in two weeks. And signing off with my normal, which is, as always, it's not just about the music, it's about conversation and connection. Take care. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.